Our Father, we thank you. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for insight. Thank you for power that we have in you. Thank you because we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Thank you because the power of God is working in our lives. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. People are afraid of this and that. We are not afraid because we recognize what we have in Christ Jesus. We recognize what you have done for us in Christ Jesus. We recognize what you are doing in our lives. Thank you because we are working with you. Thank you because you are working through us. Thank you for the experience of knowing you. Thank you because you have given purpose to our lives. You are giving us confidence. Lord, we are not confused because we have our eyes focused on you alone. We have set the Lord before us. Therefore, we will not be moved. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, this evening, Lord, we we receive understanding on how to pray. Yes, we are better workers with you. We are better friends of God. Because we are receiving understanding. Because the words of Jesus are working inside us. Jesus said, if my words abide in you, his word is abiding in us. We open our hearts to receive that word again today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can we declare the words of understanding before we sit down? Let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I am walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work, and I am increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. His Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That sounded very confident, the way we recited that. And that's our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, can you greet somebody on your left and your right before you sit down? Tell the person, welcome to the school of prayer. See, you're a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. All right, our school of prayer, we are in that again today, and what we are doing is making ourselves more effective for the Lord in prayer. I just like sharing this before I get into our teaching for today. You know, it's important you surround yourself with good testimonies. Do you understand my point? Stop reciting bad stories. Even if they are true, don't worry about them. Tell them that story. Then the man fell from the roof, and the way he hit the floor, his body just scattered, and you start falling to your friends. You are a wicked soul. You are wicked. When people fall from the roof, nobody died, they die. So what have you now told me now that I did not know before? Please don't be a distributor of bad news. Blessed are the feet of those who bear what? Good tidings. That they were just crossing the road. They just crossed the road. One car just came and jammed all of them. One, one, one fellow was filming it. I don't know how some people managed to film some things. And just see two people hit by a car. One, one went this way, the other went that way. And then their heads hit the ground and they died. And they send you that video, and you forward it. You are an agent of Satan. Can you do me a favor? Ask your neighbor, what are you? Ask. Ask the person, what are you? Now tell them, ask the person, what have you been forwarding? So it's not just by saying I'm an agent of truth. I spread good news. Ask the person, what have you been forwarding? You that's asking, let me ask you, what have you been forwarding? 
just for your fault, something, one bad thing happened. Uh-huh. It's not new. I knew bad things happen. You understand my point? I knew. It's not new. Are you, how are you reinforcing my faith when you're telling me a man fell from a 10-story building and the head hit the floor and he scattered? If he didn't scatter, that would have been the news. So you have not contributed. Listen, anytime you want to force something, ask yourself, what am I gaining? I mean, what am I helping the fellow with? Don't, don't be, don't just be spreading bad news. There was a bomb blast in, uh, in uh, Abuja or Mizuguri, and you now they send a picture of people that are burnt limbs in pieces, and you start forwarding it to your friends. Anyway, don't date with me. Just block your number. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good blocker. I'm good with it. I know people like that. One day, one of my seniors, he us, you know, one of those, uh, this day will never come again. Today, the 2nd of February of the, the okay, what's today's date? Okay, 13th of March. This 13th of March only comes one in 387 years. And please, today, you have to forward this to five people because, so one day, there was one he sent like that. That, um, is it how many February, how many days were in February or something? So I pointed out to him that by virtue of common sense, the way dates are counted, this will happen every year. I explained it to him. Is he not true? This man is a consultant physician. Going to school does not make people wise. So I pointed to him, say, oh, God, this thing you are just for, they cannot possibly be true. Is he, sorry, sorry, sorry. The following day, or a few days later, he forwarded another one. <laughs> and this is the funny part. That one he forwarded in February. That happens only once in 300 and something years. The following year, that same February, he forwarded it to me again. So, out of, I couldn't take it anymore. I blocked my ogre. So if my ogre sent me a message today, he not go hit my phone. As if he knew, he switched to the other line and forwarded it again. <laughs> Kind of thing is this one? I want to beg WhatsApp to start charging. Even if not too near, the rubbish should stop flying around. The Lord is good. So the question is, what have you been forwarding? Whatever you are forwarding to people, make sure it is blessing them. Make sure it's boosting their faith. When you see a man that fell from five-story building and he landed like nothing happened to him, forward that one. God still delivers people. You read the story of a man who said, he gave, him a, he gave a talk at the United Nations. How he died, and then he now did not die again. And he said, Jesus is the hope of the world. Forward that one. When somebody gives a good lecture that boosts the faith of people, forward that one. This life is a battle. Let's say what, you, what happens around you can create good and block evil. As we were praying just now, I was just, um, when the pastor came and said we should pray for uh, families and all of that, you know, I, I just started remembering some stories, you know. When we read this book in, in school those days, Authority of the Believer by Kenneth e. Hagin, small book, powerful book. We were young, young boys. But, oh boy, we moved mountains with that little book. You know, sometimes I've just seen us be remembering some wonderful, you know, prayer results we got. 
You know, you just hear some of them. I still remember one day my dad came to school and told me, came a day earlier because he needed to take my sister to hospital the next day. You know, I was a senior medical student, father medical student. And when he told me what happened, Kai, I almost, I died inside, I couldn't tell him. He gave me money. Can you imagine giving the student money and you don't take it? I didn't take the money. I said, well, I didn't have money. Yeah, I had some money, but I mean, extra money doesn't kill a student. Students are some of the hungriest people God made, you know. After refugees, next in line, students, they are always hungry. But I didn't take the money. I think I didn't need money that, um, shouldn't worry, I'll be okay. But he didn't know why I didn't take the money. I remembered, I said, what you have just told me, you will need all the money you have. But I didn't tell him. That was the only reason I didn't take money from him. I said, you're giving me money. And it's my dad. I knew how much money he had. In my mind, you will find money from every corner. So that one was my first gift towards the treatment he's going for tomorrow. But guess what? Ha, that night I called on my friends. I said, we need to pray. My dad was here today. This was what he told me. We prayed. I don't want to give you details now because it will be difficult to explain some of the medical aspects of it. Let me make a long story short. By the time she, he got to hospital, the ne- no, by the time they woke up next day, the girl was well. They were shocked. I didn't know this until he came to pick me from school. I was graduating. So a month later, he came back. How, how, how are you doing? So I said, okay, you can help me take my things. My friend, I wanted to go somewhere, you know, one of, stay with one of our friends for some time. So he said, all right. So and I said, oh, how's my sister? How, how was she? How, how is she? He said, ah. The way he said it, I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him we prayed. I didn't say anything. He said, ah, next day, we woke up. We don't know what happened. He said the swelling had gone. Everything had gone down. The fever had disappeared. He said, but we're already determined to go to hospital. So we just went anyway. He said, but the doctor didn't find anything. And I just said, okay, that's very nice. In my mind, you know, the same way, first time I just calmly do like nothing happened. This time when I did like nothing happened. I remember we read books like Authority of the Believer. That was what provoked stuff like that. My friend came from home, told me how, told us where to, how the family are scattered. First prophets, they, they, they had filled the house. Then they used to wear white garments. They don't wear anymore. He came back to school, told us about it. We joined hands and prayed. And they all left next day. Because the father woke up next day and said, what is going on here? And the father drove all of them out of the house. I can continue stories. Reading one book, Authority of the Believer. I came home. The way our house is, you know the way it is, you build a house close to one of your fences. So it's close to the fence at the back. Unfortunately, the guy whose house, the family who had the house behind, the one is also close to that fence. And they were a troublesome family. A polygamous home where they used to fight all the time. Unfortunately, the way it was, the room I liked to stay, which was cool, was at the back, next to the fence. And it's not a high, very high fence. And they are not used to go over the fence. I don't know how I used to do it, but I used to do it. And they fought all the time. So if I'm lying down in the afternoon, I want to sleep, they start fighting. I want to study, they are fighting. And you hear the whole fight. Oh. You hear everything as they are narrating it. See, the man on Sunday morning will tell his wife, bring your stupid head into the car, let me go to church. I don't want to miss heaven. <laughs> I'm not kidding In your life, never married two wives. What did I say? Even if God says, okay, go ahead. Say, God, I'm not interested. Never. It's, it causes problems. It's one of those results. So I remember, I just said, how would I do this to people? I remember what I learned. So I faced the house, and I told the evil spirit disturbing them, I command you to stop in the name of Jesus. I need to have my peace. 
until I, I went back to school, I didn't hear men from the house. As soon as they left, they started digging. I'm told I've told you as a matter of fact. I faced the house and I said, okay, yeah, you evil spirit. Because this is an evil spirit. When you've read good word, your faith is boosted. I faced that place. I said, from here, I don't want to hear any noise. I need my peace. I need to study. I command you to stop from that day till I went back to school. I didn't hear any noise from them again. The most interesting of the manifestation I had that period, I was a friend of mine. He was blaspheming. But of course, you know, we grew up together, but then now we're in high institutions. People started, you know, differentiating themselves. So it was obvious that I took the faith that we were taught in secondary school very seriously. And then he came back from school, was another university. So we're hanging out together that day in his house. And he said he has, he was now mocking preachers because he read the book by Harold Robbins. Let me not give you the name so you can go and look for the book. And you know, when, the way he talked about it, I thought it was his true story. Do you know, actually, I went to read the book because of him. Then now when I read it, I said, how, how can the devil deceive people like this? This is a novel. This is obviously, I mean, what I described doesn't happen. Similar things can happen, but that one did not happen. But he was quoting it for me. But later on, I read it. I had not read it. It was because of him I went to get the book. I said, what is he even talking about? I ran through it. He was talking about, I have seen the secret of all these preachers. He was just blaspheming and talking nonsense. He was mocking preachers. Then suddenly I got up. When the sitting room, I was there. His sister was there. He was older than us. His elder sister. So when they were, everybody was laughing. I just got up, went out to the balcony. I just prayed a small prayer. can't remember the words I used for the spirit, but let me assume I used the word like blaspheming spirit. I command you in the name of Jesus. Stop. Came back inside. He continued talking. But what he began to say shocked me. Let me put it like this. The boy began to prophesy. What I say, at that time I used to do a lot of study and I, I write things down. What I just studied recently that I had, had written down, revelation I just got. Don't ask, he doesn't study scriptures like me. These are not things that are flying around commonly. There are things that we studying scriptures just found out. There was there mocking, mocking preachers. I don't know how the spirit possessed him. He began to preach those very words. I don't know where I get my point. These are things he could not have understood. He began to preach those very words. I remember that day I sat and was looking at him. At the point I started laughing. He didn't know what was funny. You know, the Bible said that he saw also amongst the prophets. That I experienced it that day. He didn't keep quiet and suddenly stopped. But it's as if the Holy Spirit came, slapped away the the blaspheming spirit, thank you, and took over this boy's tongue. And I was almost hearing myself talk as he was talking. How am I saying all of these things? Listen, when you hang around negative things, your faith, you know, I keep on saying faith is not a method. It's something that just seeps into you, depending on where you are hanging around. That's why don't kill people's faith by telling them stories of what full and men are planned. Which you know is a lie, of course, you know it's a lie, alright? Well, everything you hear is a lie. It's a lie. They too are telling stories of what you have planned. I hope you know that. Just stop, anything that's not boosting faith, don't spread it. When, look, the day I, I, I was, I, on one of my Twitter accounts, I follow Nigerian government. Or all the, I mean, I follow uh, President Asorok, Vice President, you know, I follow some of those important people. 
when I saw them tweet that Nigeria had become the sixth largest producer of rice, I screen captured the tweet and forwarded it to many people. I said, forward good news. I think we are beginning to move into exporting rice. You know that? When I read that one, I screen capture it, I forward it. When I find good manifestations of the word of God, I forward it. I forward it around. It's not only bad things that are happening. Good things are happening every day. And it's our duty to amplify them. When you hear stories of the deliverance of God, tell it. Keep telling it. Tell it until you get another story. You know what CNN used to do? Calamity News Network. You know what they do? If a building collapses in New York, they will f- cover that building collapse until another major calamity comes, comes up. No, go and check it. Oh, I'm happy you all know. The moment they shoot 10 people, you won't know a building ever collapsed in New York. They will abandon that one and go to the people where they shot people. They will cover that one from every angle. Go to every dead person that was shot. Interview the person. Realize he's dead. Then go away. Then, then they interview the relatives. They'll go one by one. They keep themselves busy until the next calamity happens. When you hear that, bam, tsunami hits somewhere. Boom, they've gone there. They start covering that one. As soon as an earthquake hits in Japan, they've left that one. That's what they do. I think we can learn from it. We'll look for good stories. Until we have another one to replace it. We keep telling that one. I mean, you, ah, he said, do you know the other day, ah, this man, his car had an accident. The car was written off, but the Lord said thus far and no further. He came out of it. He was uninjured. He was unharmed. Oh, he said, he said before that time, it's as if he saw an angel fly past. An angel pulled him out of the car. Hallelujah. We'll tell that story until we find another story to tell. I'm telling you. We keep on telling the story. After a while, you know what happened? Have you noticed something? You see what I want to say now? Have you noticed that guys who are funny, they always find jokes to tell? Know that most of your jokes come from a narrow set of friends. Most of the bad news come from a narrow set of people. How come, in fact, there's one of my classmates that has the way of forwarding bad things, this particular kind of badness. So one day, another of our classmates, we say, where does this woman get these things from? You tend to attract, do you get my point? If you start forwarding good news, after a while, your life will be full of good news. You always have something to tell that's good. Do you follow my point here? If you make a habit of always being the one to push out what is good, after a while, look, good stories starts coming to you. Good starts happening in your life. You start having testimonies. Believe me, in fact, I want to pray for you. All right? Bow down your head. I want to pray one, a small word of prayer. Father, we pray. I lead your children in prayer this afternoon. We want miraculous testimonies in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone here paying attention to these words from today. Miraculous testimonies, they will fill your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Supernatural supply will come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Divine healing, divine health, miraculous recovery will come to you and your loved ones in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will fill your life with testimonies. Amen. Every day you will have a story to tell. Amen. It will happen to you. Amen. Happen to people around you. Amen. Your wife will receive a testimony. Amen. You, of course, have received many testimonies. Amen. You will receive many testimonies. Amen. Your children will tell you testimonies. Amen. Your father will tell you a testimony. Amen. Your mother will tell you a testimony. Amen. 
not stories of things that they experienced. Amen. Yes, that's the point. Things that they experienced. Amen. Yes, good will begin to happen in such a manner. Now, listen. Things that God was doing, the things that he was doing before. Now he will amplify them so you will notice them. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. An angel will appear next time he's delivering somebody here. Amen. And you will see the angel and know he delivered you. Amen. As the Lord commanded him. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Your story will be your story. Amen. That is when you are talking, you will say the one that happened to you. Amen. Yes. It's a season of testimonies. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord is good. I went to all of that just to tell us that we need to boost our faith. Don't forget. I just want to, like I said, it's not my message. Just trying to just tell us some things. Read books. You understand my point? There's one book I like. Small book, Adventures in God, John G. Lake. Adventures in God. You don't even need to buy some of these things. Just bring out your device. Connect to the web. Type it, Adventures in God, John G. Lake. I can assure you, you'll find it in 20 different places to download as PDF. There are old materials out there. Um, what's the name of this one? Angels on Assignment. Roland Bock. Read those books. The Gentle Breeze of Jesus. Mel Tari. Like a Rushing Wind. Mel Tari. These are the books I read those days as a young believer. Do you get my point? Read those books. If things like God Smuggler, Brother Andrew. I read these things those days. That they should be available flying all over the place now. Those things, you read them, they make spiritual things real. You know, I thought about it. Those early days, you know, Adam and Eve, it was, a, it, was, it was a normal thing. They saw angels. I mean, angels taught them how to cook, taught them how to mine, taught them how to do things. The Lord used to come in the cool of the evening. The angels used to come in the heat of the afternoon. <laughs> they saw angels. You know, they saw a lot of things. And those things are not too, you know... They still happen, but what happens is that we get so occupied with natural things, spiritual things fade away from us. That's what I'm going to say. You know, we've become so plenty, so many human beings around, we don't notice the angels there anymore. All right? But it's time for us to focus on what is spiritual so that spiritual manifestations will come into our lives again. You get what I'm saying? Listen, God will start warning people in dreams concerning which business not to do. Yes, he will do that. He will do that. He, you know, it goes through stages. Normally, the first thing he wants is for you to have spiritual wisdom, spiritual intelligence. Not that you become unreasonable. Everything is God told me. No, that's one of the things Christians must understand. What God wants is balance. I was listening to, um, I was reading uh, Rick Joyner when he was talking about an experience he had with the Lord. And the Lord explained that to him that working for the Lord is different from being a friend of God. You understand? And that's, I, I, when he said that, just, uh, Jesus said that also, that I don't call you um, servants anymore. Now you are my friends. But he says something that you have to go through the phase of being a servant for you to qualify to be a friend. Do you get the point? Yeah, that's. I, I said, look, I want to just read it. I said, oh, these things are so true. You know, scriptures are just jumping through my head when I was reading that portion. It was an interview, just a transcript. Okay. Now, what I'm going to say is that you see, what God wants is listen, learn spiritual truths, have spiritual understanding, live by spiritual wisdom. Like we said last time, Christians reason. No, we discussed that last Tuesday. Christians reason. What is spirituality is your value system and how you reason. For example, unbelieving people will use um, money as a high value system, a high value substance. But we spiritual people, we look at money as a low value um, substance. You know, you know, beware of covetousness. A man's life 
does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. We are talking about marriage. Jesus said, um, the Bible says clearly, uh, favor or charm is deceitful. Beauty is zero. All right? A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. But that happens also with men. You know, there's a way you also look at it. Okay? Now, so, is rich is zero. That's beauty on the side of men. Are <laughs> you getting my point? Okay, so that's our value system. We know all of these things. We use them to make our decisions. That's how we reason. So, we are, that's how we are believers. We reason. But then it gets to a point. If any man lacks wisdom, James said. So if you read my book, um, Guided by the Spirit, I describe this, those things inside there. It now gets to a point in which every reasoning we know at that point is not good enough. So God now interjects with different methods to let us know what he wants us to do. Now, why am I saying all of these things? So we we'll go through that first stage first. The first thing is that you grow up as a believer learning the mind of Christ, learning to reason like him. Then when you have passed through that stage, do you understand? When you are no longer tossed to and fro by every vision and revelation, then God can now easily give the visions and revelations knowing that it's not, you know, you can't be tossed to and fro. What am I going to say? I believe very strongly in the next months, the next seasons, there's going to be an outbreak of spiritual or supernatural occurrences in our midst. Amen. Mark those words. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. All right, for the time we have left, I'd like us to just continue looking at the issue of being a prayer warrior. I just feel like reviewing, to a large extent, I mean, that is, I'll spend a lot of time reviewing what we discussed last time because I want us to pick up from that particular point. I want to make this statement again and again. Prayer is not first about methods. It's not about have you eaten or you have not eaten. Do you follow my point? That's not what prayer is about. You know, there are things that people do thinking that will increase the potency of their prayers. You understand? But most of those, most of the times, those things add next to nothing. If I say this, you surprise some people. But it's the truth. Whether you are hungry or you are full says nothing about whether your prayers will be answered or will not be answered. If you have not eaten and you are very hungry and you want to pray, my personal advice is if you are very hungry and you want to pray and you are very hungry, and you want to pray. And you are very hungry. <laughs> Bros, go and eat. Don't eat too much. Don't order up and don't drive out of the house. Go to uh, one, uh, one big joint like that down the road and then order up and yam with orishi rishi. You know what they call orishi rishi? Assorted. And I eat it and drink one, two bottles, one good and one star. <laughs> Before you go and pray. Nobody may send you that one. No. That's not what this guy is saying. No. Are you getting my point? I just mean that you want to pray, and then your stomach is paining you. And you look, you see one cabin, you know, just that small pack of cabin biscuits. Collect it. Eat some groundnuts with it. Drink a big glass of water, and come back and pray. Believe me, the Lord will hear you better. You know why? He will speak clearer. There will be less confusion in your soul as you are talking to the Lord. The Holy Spirit can possess you easier. Because when you are too tired... Holy Spirit, if he enjoys you, so he normally does not want to possess people that can. <laughs> no, Kenegi will tell you that if you are too tired, the anointing cannot stay. So normally when he's ministering, he tries to rest. Like if he has a lot of people to speak with or pray with, he gets a chair to start and sit down. So when I get tired, I can't help them again. Now, why am I saying this? People need to bear that in mind, okay? Not that this, it's not as if the hungrier I am, the more likely it is for God to hear me. That's a 
mentality we have. But that is not Christianity. That's Hinduism. That's Eastern religion. It's not Christianity at all. I just think like telling Christians that again and again. We form a habit of funny things. Say, but Jesus fasted for 40 days. He was not hungry for 40 days. I hope you read your Bible well. He was not. The Bible says clearly, afterward, he became hungry. Everything was, was ended before he became hungry. That was when temptation now started. Elijah was fed angels' food. If you to get angels' food, you will go in the strength of that food to Mount Horeb. So 40 days, he was walking, he was trekking, because he had, he had, it was put, the angels put something in him. And Moses, the only other person that went without food for 40 days in your Bible, what happened to him was he was in the presence of God. He was in the high mountain. He was covered by God's glory. Do you follow my point? So, I don't understand why Christians form the habit of extreme disciplining of the flesh. It's not Christianity. It's not. It is not. What did I say? It's not Christianity. It's not at all. And now one of the most dramatic results to prayer we find in the Bible. The Bible said, after eating and drinking, she now went into the temple. She just, she just relaxed with her family, ate and drank, and then went to go and pray. What I'm going to say, God doesn't answer you because you are hungry. I've also given it. God does not answer you because you give a seed. He doesn't. It's irrelevant. Your seed says not. In fact, I wish you didn't give that seed. You will have had better answer to your prayers. I mean what I said. You want to say it again? I will say it again. If you want to pray, don't sow your seed first. You say, why? The answer is simple. When you do, you develop false confidence. And that's the danger in it. That's why I said what I said. It is that false confidence that frightens me. When I want to ask God for money, we first look for money and go and give it as an offering. They will come to pray. He can't even listen anymore. Say, this girl has to go broke further. Mark my words, he will not answer that prayer. I, I'm sorry. That's the word of God I just told you. He can't answer. Because, you see, let me tell you something. There, there, there was a time he overlooked some things. But I just have this feeling in my spirit. He said, I'm not going to overlook them anymore. They have carried it to an extent that I don't like. A few years ago, the Lord will have answered this. I mean, we're in 2018 now. Maybe in 2015, we'll have answered it. But in 2018, he's not going to answer anybody. He said, because he said, they have missed the point. Before, I just overlooked that I answered them. But now they have not created a doctrine out of it. When, I, when they want something, they have to give me first. It's an insult. I feel insulted every time they do it. In the past, I answered their prayers because I simply disregarded that side of it. But because of that, they now created a doctrine out of it. Supply does not answer to prayer. It answers to seed. That's a doctrine. When you need something, you give first. They created a doctrine. I never taught that in the word. It's not in the Bible like that. Nobody taught you that. James said it clearly, you, you have not because you did not ask. Or when you ask, you ask wrongly. What is wrong? Your motives are wrong. You're, you know, you are competitive. All my friends have bought the latest iPhone and they are now traveling to Dubai for holiday. Me to Lord, breakthrough upon me. Because that's why I don't answer. So that's why I said what I said. That's what I mean. I wish Christians, go and pray first. Because you want to come there and say, just as I am, without one plea. I want to come and say, just because the blood was shed for me, 
That's what it means when you say, I have come in the name of Jesus. So, God doesn't answer you because of your seed. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm talking to Christians. He doesn't. Why does he answer you? That's what we're talking about. He answers because there is faith in your heart. And so that faith is manifested in a number of ways. We talked about the fact that it's manifested in the fact that we have hope. It's manifested in the fact that we, you know, we behave in a particular way. We do the works of faith. I talked about the works of passion. Those are the things that make God listen to us. The faith that is in our heart. I explained again and again. Faith is in the heart, but it manifests in works. It manifests in the way we speak. It manifests in how we live our lives. It manifests in how we spend our money. So we're not talking about going and sow a seed now, but then faith we manifest. Many people who, are, who claim they are believing the word of God, God says they are not believing it because there are times I make a demand on them to push that word out with their money. They don't believe it is necessary. So it's that lack of faith that God deals with. It's not as if, give me something, let me multiply it for you. No. And that's not what he does. So he answers faith because faith is in our heart. I will say because of that faith, we are, we, are, we are built up into a particular kind of person. That's what we've been talking about. Who is speaking is what we are talking about. So when the faith is in the heart, when a lifestyle is in the reflection of the intensity of the faith in the heart, the person is reflect that is is um, esteemed. Yes, that's the word. The person is esteemed differently in the realm of the spirit. And the prayer warrior, and we'll be looking at the traits that show that this fellow is seriously somebody who can carry the authority of God into the place of prayer. I explained the last time that we should bear it in mind. If there is no hope in the heart, prayer is impossible. Again, it's a manifestation of faith. If I have faith, remember what we said, hope is not a wish. Hope is what? Expectation that's derived from information that you have received by faith. So if faith is in the heart, it creates expectation. It means you will expect something. Please read my, that, that tract. What, which of the tracts? Is it dare to believe? I think it's in dare to believe. I explained that. Listen to it. It's very important. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. All right? Faith being the substance of things hoped for. It is not as if you can't look for substance and add. That's how most of us who teach faith teach it. What it says is that faith is the substance of hope. That is, hope is derived from faith. Anytime you see that somebody has faith and has hope, it is because he has faith. Hope is expectation. It's not a desire. That's the mistake we make. We interpret the Bible hope as a desire. Bible hope is not a desire. It's what I expect. That's what Bible hope is. But why should I expect it? It's what is called faith. Abraham expected to go childless. First instance. Then God came and gave him a word. And that word says that you will not go childless. Your wife will bear you a son. And Abraham believed that and then had a new expectation. So the Bible now says that Paul was speaking in Romans chapter 4, that in hope, against hope he believed. That is, there were two hopes. The second hope, which came after and over the first hope. The first hope was a bad hope. Eliezer of Damascus will be my heir. 
That was the first hope. That was the first thing he expected. But when God's word came, something new came. I knew that Isaac was going to come. And the name of Isaac is laughter. That the God caused me to laugh. Are you getting my point here? So hope is derived from faith. And this is what I'm saying. Without faith, prayer is impossible. Without hope, that's actually what we're focusing on, which will now, they go together now. But without hope in the heart, prayer is what? Impossible. That's what we've been talking about. Just want to talk about it briefly. And last time I explained to us, <laughs> where does hope come from? It's what you have been hearing. Elijah said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. That's it. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. That's why the man went and knelt down and began to pray. Expectation is first. The prayer is tailored towards what we have found in God's word. He said, the man went and said, lend me three loaves. Give me three loaves. Why did he say three loaves? He knew the man had more than three. Last time we talked about that opportunity thing. They knew the man had more than three. If the man didn't have more than, if he did not know the man had more than three, he wouldn't stay at the door asking for three. So it's not just about opportunity out of stubbornness. It's about knowledge. He came to his friend. They had a relationship. So how do I know the Lord has three loaves? I read his secrets in his book. You get my point? Yes, sir. How do I know? 70 years. My name is Daniel. I can start praying for Israel to be delivered. I read in the book of Jeremiah. How do I know that my current situation is not what it's supposed to be? It's because I read the Bible. You know, at natural training, I've told you, I've learned, all, ah, I've learned many things which I've been rejecting for a long time. When you read, <laughs> I'm about to get there again. When I get to some places, I get stuck, and I like it. <laughs> I like it. I tell you, when you reach a particular age, you go for yearly mammography. You go do PSA, check your prostate. You go for this, you go for that, you go for this. Look, listen, this guy. I don't believe a word of it. I've heard it too. I've read it too. I know what the arguments for. And most people don't bother reasoning. There's enough argument against, even medically speaking. Okay, let me meddle a bit. One of the ones I dislike the most, medical, this is not because I'm a preacher, based on medicine, I hate the concept of normal women carrying their breasts for mammography. It's annoying to my soul. I think it's fraudulent. When you hear the advantage, you won't go near that machine. There's next to no advantage. They said if every woman of the age of 50 and above goes for regular mammography, what would be the advantage? They, say, well, they do it in health economics. They calculate these things. So it means that they will manage to gain three months extra of life on the average. What I've told you is medical fact. It's not Bible. It says medical is three months. All right, good. It's okay. Three months. If there, if there is life, there is hope. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> if there is life, there is hope. That's what people say. There's only one problem. At what cost? Do you get that? I'm not talking about financial cost. Though. I'm talking about mental cost. <laughs> Let me not teach medicine here. Do that when I get to class. There are things I tell students. I say, don't worry myself. Say, so check your prostate with PSA test. The man who invented the test, he says it's a colossal waste of public funds. He says nothing better than the toss of a coin. I have this paper. 
after more, after more than 30 years, he said with his own mouth, that I have found out that this is nothing better than the toss of a coin. You may as well come, call people, hey, you, how, are you, how old are you? Say 65. Those are, hey, bon, bon. Well, head or tail, you have prostate cancer. Say you, you have. Good, next. The point I'm making is this. So medically speaking, I, I learned a lot of those things. Okay? So they tell you all the problems of aging and all of that. Chronologically speaking, we're all good, get, growing older by the day. True of us? Yes, I'm, I'm 20-something years older than when I left university. So it's been a while. And occasionally, some of those things that they tell you inside the books, they want to appear like they want to manifest. And I choose to interpret my life based on scriptures, not based on what somebody taught me in school. That's my choice. So if my hand pains me, tell you straight from the beginning, it's not arthritis. Psalm 92 says it cannot be. If my leg pains me, I read Psalm 92. People queue up and say, ah, you go and check. I said, me? Go where? We're not trying to be careless here. We're checking for another source of information. We start checking another source of information, which is our Bible. We read it. If the body does not want to align, we read the Bible for it and say, don't you read? Now, I used to remember, why do we behave like that? The word of God created a different expectation. That's what I'm saying. It created a different expectation. A colleague of mine those days, he said that he wants to die at the age of 60. He said, he doesn't believe he should live beyond the age of 60. I asked him why. He said, look, after that, now they'll be carrying you up and down, carry you to toilet, carry you to bathroom, carry you to this, carry you to that. It's good to die. Don't give people trouble. I said, at 60. At 60. Thank God for Olushe Gumbasanjo. It, do you understand? Just looking at that man, you know you can, you can be well at 80. I don't know how old a guy is, but I like him. One day I saw him. They showed him dancing. I dancing all the women. All the women were gathering to dance with him. Man was out dancing everybody. Next day you see him again. They say it's all diabetes day. He said, they say he's diabetic. So the man joined them to be jogging around Lagos or Ogun State. Ah, I said, this was, there have been many presents after him. See the man running up and down. I said, and the man tells me, did your 60. Then I told you the other day, and now I, I read BBC News. I read, I read BBC News. I go to the health segment, and they showed that 80-year-old men can have the immune system of 20-year-olds. In case you don't know the meaning of the immune system, I'll tell you. Your immune system does two things. People know mostly about one, but actually it does two things. One, it fights off infections. Number two, it fights off cancer. It's called immune surveillance. The immune system actually goes around. The way God designed it, they go patrolling with gun in hand, checking for any cell that's thinking of becoming a cancer cell. You say, you, you don't look like the way the Lord made you. They cast out the demon. Boom! And that's why you are sitting here healthy. People that have immune system weakening, you understand, they develop more cancers. So when they tell you an 80-year-old man has the immune system of a 20-year-old, what they are saying is that his risk of cancer has been dropped to that of the man that's 20. And how did they say it happened? He said the man cycles a lot. He keeps himself exercising. I saw a man that jogs up the, on TV, jogs up, up the hill in front of his house on a daily basis at the age of 90. Did you hear what I said? That's what I'm trying to say. So we read the scriptures. It creates what? Expectation for us. Please go and read, uh, listen to the series, The Saints of God, that we taught here some years ago, about three years ago now. 
That is, God has a word about everything. Prayer warriors have learned to get their information from God's word. It's only, listen, that is what you start praying about. Don't start praying desires. You read the scriptures and say, Lord, (laughs) well, after reading my Bible, you prophesy through the prophets that even if I'm old, I'll still be full of sap. I'll still be green. So my bones shouldn't get brittle. So when they say osteoporosis is a disease of old age, except for unbelievers, I believe the word of God. Old age is not a disease. Age is only allowed to do one thing for me. Make me wise. Like the saying goes, what I can see sitting down, the young boy cannot see standing. That's all age is supposed to do for me. But as per stand, I will still stand. As per run, I will still run. This testimony of Caleb must be my testimony. Caleb, at the age of 85, he had the strength of a 40-year-old, able to go to war. I just read those stories. That's what we're talking about. No, we talked about it some time ago here. Let's just read Bible stories. Why? It generates expectation. Read it again that Peter walked on water. It's important. And until fear came into his life, he remained afloat. So know that financially, no matter how rough things are, you will remain afloat. So if you lose your job, don't look for another job first. Make sure fear does not grip your heart. Yeah. If you see your bank alert, you know, some banks, they don't care how poor you are. They will see correctly that they are 59 at the end of the month. So you are going about, JJ, you are not checking your account. You know, say nothing they there. The one bank I know down the road has collect 59 card maintenance fee. Thereby displaying your balance to you. They should have just taken the money and not told you the balance. <laughs> Why do they want to weaken your face? Are <laughs> you getting my point? Just the deduct, bam, your 1000 is now 950 <laughs> Listen, the first thing you fight for is faith. Make sure that fear does not grip you. That was why Jesus gave an instruction. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Because if your heart is troubled, your miracle will be suspended. That's how it works. Don't let your heart be troubled. When you hear any news, the first thing you do is that, ignore the news. All right? Fight for peace. Just relax. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my defense. It's my high tower. I will not be afraid. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That is go. Stay, stay there. If that takes a whole day, do it before you read the next line of bad news. So that your heart is not troubled. Because when your heart is troubled, you sink. Peter sank. Why? His heart was troubled. So what we fight for each time is that my heart will not be troubled. If you are in the plane... And they say smoke fills, you know, some people are traveling to that, the smoke fills the, the cabin. For I say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Don't do that yet for the plane. As smoke is sitting everywhere, just recline your seat a bit and say, Lord, my heart will not be troubled. Even though the mountains shake, you know, the earth may quake, the floods may arise, my heart will not be troubled. In this, I will have confidence that the Lord is my strength, is my high tower. Talk about the Lord first before you open your eyes and start talking about the smoke. Believe me, many times when you finish this one, I've just said, you open your eyes, the smoke will have vanished. They will just erase the smoke. No, spiritual things are like that. The one angel will just drive out the demon and use spiritual eraser to erase the smoke. Some people will now say, ah, did, was there smoke just now? 
He said, no, it's a cloud. We passed through a cloud. It just made the place look dark. There was really smoke. It just that spiritually has been wiped. You are getting the point I'm making here. Fight for that peace of mind first. That's what we're talking about. You fight for that peace of mind first. That's the first thing. You don't let your heart become troubled. So when the bank takes the little you have and they give you the balance that's less than the left, the one you left there, just look at it. <laughs> like one the Canadian said he did once. So the devil told him that he will die, that kind of thing. He says, I am laughing. He said, I didn't feel like laughing. He said he was weak. I think his heart was paining him. Everywhere was trouble. So he said, I am laughing. So he said, that was how he laughed. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. So you see how dry it sounds? He said, that's exactly how I felt. And that's how I laughed the laughter. He said, the devil said, why are you laughing? He said, I'm laughing at you. Why are you laughing at me? He said, you say I'm going to die. He said, the devil said, yeah, right, you're going to die. He said, so I'm laughing again. Ha, 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 ha. He said, he did not feel like laughing. He just made up his mind. He will laugh. That was how he was laughing. If I'm, if I'm not mixing stories, until one day he had a dream. And he dreamt that he and another minister were going. And they looked. And a lion was chasing them. And inside he started running. After a while, he stopped and stood and said, I am not running from this lion. And the lion got to his, where they were, sniffed at his feet, turned around, and ran away. And he woke up. All the symptoms in his body had disappeared. So he realized that what the Bible, what the, what this vision was telling him is that the enemy goes around seeking whom he may devour, who you resist steadfast in your faith. So that dream just showed him that he had been steadfast in faith. I think I'm mixing two stories now, but each one you get the lesson inside it. You know, it was steadfast in faith, so the devil left him alone. I'll be getting the point I'm making here. All right, that's what we are talking about. All right, as believers in Christ Jesus. Prayer warriors, we know we create, I mean, we create our expect, we derive, that's a better word. We derive our expectation from interacting with God's word. It's only after you've created that expectation from the word that you start praying about those things. That's what I'm explaining. So that's why I ended last time by saying that, what have you been hearing? I hear the sound of abundance of rain. What have you been paying attention to? Many people are hearing the sound of abundance of tribulation. The sound of the abundance of poverty. The sound of the abundance of weakness in old age. The sound of the abundance of I will not succeed. You know I'm black. The sound of the abundance of country is not good. Where are we going to go to go and look for success? And they start making foolish decisions. Why? Because what they see, what they pay attention to, you understand? It starts directing them up and down. So important what we hear. This is what I hear. And this is what you are hearing too. This is what I heard about you. Abundance is coming to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Financial abundance. Doors are opening for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Perfect healing. No matter how long you have been sick. No matter how permanent the disease appears to be. What do I hear? Abundance of recovery in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hear abundance of sound health in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hear abundance of Total health from the top of your head to the soles of your feet in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. I hear concerning your children, their feet, they are strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hear concerning your household that no evil will befall you Amen. and no plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. I hear concerning your country that God will bless it because of you. Amen. 
You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. Therefore, concerning your country, I hear on your behalf that God will pour prosperity into her midst because of you. He will give rain in its season. Harvest will come to you in the name of Jesus. You will plant your seed and it will not fail. I will cause water to pour, I will pour water upon the seed that you have planted, says the Lord. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. In all that you do, you will prosper. Amen. And that's what I hear. In all that you do, you will prosper. Amen. That's what I hear concerning you. In all that you do, you will prosper. Amen. You remember Elijah? What happened to Elijah? He heard the, uh, the sound of the abundance of rain. So he went and began praying. What was the prayer about? I like what the pastor for you said those days. He said, what is prophesying? Prophesying is for the orderly arrangement of earthly things to be conformed to that which is in the realm of the spiritual. That was what Elijah began to do. That is, he said, okay, physically I see a dry heaven, I see a dry earth, but I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. So he began to call rain to come. And he will call rain in the name of the Lord. Rain, come in the name of Jesus. And he asked the servant, look. And the servant said, there's nothing. He said, I'm not living here because I've heard the sound. Everything you have heard will come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. You must never give up on it. You must never give up on it. God will open doors for you. Amen. I feel like telling somebody again, the fear is, has been your problem. Don't forget your cousin that ran abroad. He's suffering too. Are you getting my point? It's true now. You know why he has not come home? He's not busy. He's broke. He's not busy. Why you have not seen it? not because he's busy. It's because he's broke. Life is not easy anywhere. Your hardship is not unique. Don't feel yourself so, so you feel I'm so special, I'm suffering specially. Everybody is suffering, so forget that. Thing. <laughs> as, as, as special as Joseph was, he was not the only one in prison. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, sir. So you know I'm in prison. Listen, everybody was in prison. So relax, what did I say? Relax. <laughs> relax. But you are coming out of prison. Amen. Yeah, that's the difference, that's the difference. So, you are suffering that was a big deal. It's nothing special. It's not a sign that you're in a bad country. Joseph went to jail in Egypt, but it's still raining in Egypt. Uh-oh, did you hear what I said? Joseph went to jail. Where? Egypt. Where did he rain? Egypt. So, it's good. Go to jail where you are going to rain. <laughs> I hope you are connected what I'm trying to say. Yes. I hear what? The sound of abundance of rain. Even if you are in prison, listen to me again. Concerning your life, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Amen. Let's ask our feet. Let's ask our feet. We need to pray. No matter where you are, oh, there is a sound of abundance of he- health. Yes, 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 yes. Joseph was in prison, but there was a sound of abundance of lifting. He was in prison, but there was a sound of abundance of lifting. Just close your eyes. I wanted to meditate for a minute. What do you hear? Think about the prison in quotes now, you know, that you might be in. What do you hear? Think of Joseph. The same thing God Joseph heard. That's what you are going to hear. Before that, Joseph had heard it. He was on the throne. People were bound down to him. He heard the sound of abundance of lifting. Are you sick? What do you hear? Are you hearing what the doctor said will happen? Or you are hearing what Jesus said has happened? I hear the sound, he said, of abundance of rain. What do you hear? What do you hear? Many voices are speaking, but my sheep know my voice. So which voice do you know amongst the many things that are speaking? Which voice are you paying attention to? Which one do you know? And that's the one you must hear speaking. I like the way Ron Kennelly said it. He said, whose report will you believe? 
Concerning your life, whose report will you believe? Concerning your children, whose report will you believe? Concerning your country, whose report will you believe? Concerning your destiny, your life in Christ, the manifestation of God's glory in your life, whose report will you believe? That is a question. I want you to meditate. What do you hear? Pick one or two areas, the ones that are most important in your heart. Now, I want you to open your mouth and start declaring what will happen to you. Now, open your mouth. Don't be silent. Start declaring it in the name of Jesus. I will be healed totally. I am healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Yes, abundance comes to me. Behold, he will cause prosperity to flow towards me like a river and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. My children are taught of the Lord. Great is their peace. Yeah, that boy is misbehaving now, but that's not the sound I hear. My children are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace. That girl is misbehaving, but that's not what I hear. I hear my children are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace. Say to the Lord, quicken me according to these words. Quicken me, my family, according to these words. Quicken my nation according to this word. In the name of Jesus, I'm an overcomer. I hear this sound. All things are working together for my good. So the loss, the loss I suffered last year, two years ago, is working today for my good. I hear that sound. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. God is giving me double for every trouble that I had. I hear that sound. Double recovery in the name of Jesus. A great and effectual door is open for me. That is sound I hear. Even though there are many adversaries, yet I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. (laughs) So sickness drops from my body. I see myself well, totally. In my head, in my feet, in my eyes, in my ankles. Age is not a disease. I hear the sound of abundance of youthfulness, even in old age. Moses was 120 years old. His eyes did not grow dim. His strength did not abate. I have that spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling in me and giving life to my mortal body. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. What do you hear? What do you hear? Declare what you hear and say to God, quicken me according to this word. In all that I do, I prosper. 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 I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear it. Concerning my family, I hear it. Concerning my ministry, I hear it. Concerning my health, I hear it. Concerning the health of my children of my husband, of my wife, of my nation, of the body of Christ in Nigeria. I hear revival. I hear revival. I see Jesus on his horse with his sword on his thigh, avenging himself of his adversaries. I hear it. Truth is prevailing in the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of revival. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I declare it. Seven times I declare it. That rain falls upon me. Rain falls around me. Rain falls upon me. It's, it's raining all around me. 
It's raining. It's raining. It's raining in my health. It's raining in my finances. It's raining in my righteousness. My walk in godliness. It is raining. It is raining. I walk in destiny. I walk in the purpose of God for my life. It is raining. It is raining. It is raining. I see the rain of God. I hear the sound of the abundance of this rain. In me, life is working. In me, life is working. Sickness drops from my body. They can't stay there. I hear the sound of them falling off. Jesus said, I was beholding. And what was the sound he heard? He said, I saw Satan falling like lightning. That was why I could give you authority. I hear the sound of abundance of victory. Greater is he that is in me. My sickness were near to the cross. That's why I hear the sound of abundance of health. In the name of Jesus, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. It's raining all around me. In all that I do, I prosper. Wherever I walk, the spirit of excellence shows. Oh, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Now begin to declare concerning Nigeria, concerning this nation you are in. In you, this nation, rain is falling. It is raining. Truth is prevailing. The gospel of Jesus is moving. It is advancing. And nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. Nothing will stop it. Nothing will stop it. Nothing will stop. This gospel shall be preached to the ends of this nation. And nothing will stop it. The gates of hell will not prevail against the advance of the church. We hear the sound of abundance of rain. We are expectant. We are not moving. Like Elijah, we know that that rain is falling. It will come. 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 Even though it tarries, wait for it. It will come. Even though it tarries, wait for it. It will come. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks. Let us declare this together. Say in the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Said it's raining all around me. It's raining in the church of Christ. Say this it is raining truth in the church of Christ. The dryness of lies are being driven out. Truth is raining in the body of Christ. 
truth is reigning in the body of Christ. Say, because of this church, that is the church of Christ in this nation, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the water cover the seas. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, it is raining in this nation. Say, I speak as a child of God who has authority on this earth. I command peace in this nation. I say it is raining peace in this nation. From the north to the south, from the east to the west, and in every corner of it, it is raining peace. I speak to the rain of peace. Fall. Now we're going to say seven times, all right? That's the first one. Say it again. Fall. Say rain of peace. Fall. In the name of Jesus. Say fall. 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 Rain of peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to do it again. Say rain of prosperity. Fall upon this nation. I've heard your sound. So I say fall. In the name of Jesus. I say fall. In the name of Jesus. I say fall. In the name of Jesus. Rain of increase. Fall in this nation. In this nation. Fall. In the name of Jesus. Because we have heard your sound. The Lord said he will send that rain. Said there's a rain of revival. Sweeping all over Nigeria. Into the rest of Africa. And into the rest of the world. Say I hear the sound. Revival. Fall. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say the sick will be healed. The dead will be raised. Sinners will troop into the kingdom. Say Islam is repelled. Now say this back into the wilderness. Yes. <laughs> I hear the sound of revival. Two kinds. You will hear, you know, great crusades will not be hearing there for a long time. Apostle Community will gather crusade and be raising offering. It's not good. Those great crusades, the mighty miracles will occur. It's happening again. Amen. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Amen. Another one that will happen, small, small ones. Students will gather on campus in secondary schools. I remember those days. We'll go to secondary school. One of our brothers, he came to school. He said, oh, Lord, should come and help. He's going to lay hands on young, young boys and girls. No, there was a boys' school. Young, young boys is following uh, that we, we, weekend. All of them are going to be filled with the Spirit. We all legally went and he stood. I said, we have had that's this teaching today. is a demonstration. Before you start praying, all the children, were, they were speaking in other tongues. Are you getting my point? I hear the sound of abundance of what? Of rain. Of revival. Say it again. In the name of Jesus. The rain of revival. Fall. Say, I see the cloud coming. Because I've heard the sound of the abundance of rain. So in leadership in Nigeria, in leadership in Nigeria I, hear I hear the sound of righteousness. Of righteousness. I, hear I hear the sound of justice. Of justice. I, hear I hear the sound of leaders who will do the will of God. Of will of God. Say rainfall. rainfall. Fall upon the presidents. Fall upon the Senate. Fall upon every governor. Fall upon every governor. 
drive away evil doers. Bringing righteous men and women. Say fall in the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord thanks he has heard us. Say Father we thank you. Say Father we thank you. Say Lord we thank you. It is raining all around you. It is raining. It's raining in your pocket. It's raining in your health. It's raining in your home. Between your wife and you is raining. Between you and your husband it is raining. Marital harmony is raining. Wives are raining among the single men. Husbands are raining to the single women. Children are raining in every family. The one that has not born will bear in the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of abundance of children. I hear their cries all over the place. Save deliveries from the pregnant ones. In the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of abundance of good in every family here. Seriously, I hear it. I hear good news from every corner. I hear good news from every corner. I hear good news from every corner. Frustration is broken in the name of Jesus. Stagnation is broken in the name of Jesus. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Let's lift up our hands and give the Lord and say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. But let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let's add one more. Say, this is my season of abundance of rain. This is our season of abundance of rain in the name of Jesus. Now without abundance of rain, bless three people around you. This is your season. There's another person. This is your season of abundance of rain. One more person. This is your season of abundance of rain. One more for yourself. This is my season of abundance of rain in the name of Jesus. All right, cherub brethren. God bless you. Have a blessed week.